0: Welcome
1: to episode number 249, Dad Life, Father's Day Edition.
0: This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by the Motivation Files Unleashed, this motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success, available on all platforms. All right,
1: you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee-Velez. I'm here with Gabe and Goose. What up, what Dad up? Life, Father's Day edition. In this episode, the crew discusses fatherhood, family advice for new fathers, Father's Day, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Clarence Buddington Kelland and Bartrand Hubbard. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Gentlemen, 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 thank you for joining us. What up, what up? Yeah, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Father's Day was... uh, just passed, but I figured, um, you know, we haven't done one in probably, wow, it's been maybe three years, we haven't done maybe four, done a Father's Day edition. So here we are, we're going to jump right to it. Our lives have completely changed uh, since four years ago, Uh, and so, um, yeah, Um, I guess for me, I'll speak for myself, I know Heck couldn't make it, but Heck is a father of five. Uh, Goose is a father of one and I'm a father of two I have two boys Goose has a daughter Heck has four girls and a son Um, and so uh, here we are right Um, so jumping right into it the first question is for the crew how old were you when you had your child Goose I was 27
2: 26 when we found out I was having a child. I turned 27 in
1: January and March 5th. She was born 27 years old. That's awesome. Yeah, I was 28, 28. Um, same thing. I was 27 when I, 27 when I found out, super pumped up. Um, yeah, cause I was 27 when we got, yeah, yep. So yeah, James was born in 2014. So, um, yeah. Do, do you remember when you found out? Um.
2: I do. I don't know. No, I don't know, like, the exact date or anything, but, like, I, I just remember... I mean, like, and, the experience, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just remember um, coming home from work, and um, Ava's mom at the time, we were together, and we uh, lived together, and... <laughs> She's like, I have something to tell you. And she was kind of scared and nervous. So it took like a little bit. And there was like a lot of emotion going through. And as soon as she said this, she's like, I'm, I'm pregnant for, for now, like from like those home tests. She wanted yeah. to get it confirmed with a, like a, a legit doctor.
0: Obviously, yes.
2: Went two days later, and then when everything was like all said and done, it was like, yeah, you guys are going to be parents. I was like super excited. I was like super pumped. Like at the time, we were ready to rock, and we we're like, out had a house. We had every like careers going. So I was like super pumped to be like a dad. I was ready. I mean, it's always like nerve wracking and stuff. Like everyone says it, yeah. but you something like that. There's no like, you can prepare yourself just, just to a certain extent. But there's yeah. always like, it's always like nerve wracking. But um, yeah, I was I was excited. I was pretty. It was like I said. It was it was. It was just different. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. it was we weren't planning on having some, but it was like, if we did, it happened. If we didn't, it didn't. Like I don't know. It was just something that happened for us. So. Yeah, you're well
1: positioned, and it was kind yeah, of yeah. So for it me. wasn't
2: like, it wasn't yeah. So we were we were pretty pumped up and excited.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's similar uh, for me. I was actually at the time I was working from home, um, and I was in my office. And I guess it was towards the evening, and I was probably just wrapping up uh, my day, so to speak. And um, my wife comes in; she comes home from work, and uh, I guess she wasn't feeling too good. Um, and then obviously she missed she missed her menstrual cycle, so she's like, um, "I'm I'm gonna you know take one of those you know like the the at home you know test or whatever," mm-hmm. and. Um, so actually to, to rewind back before that, I didn't know that at the time, she went and did it because she just wasn't feeling well. And she's like, it, ha- it has to be this, you know, um, we were recently married, uh, maybe about a year before that. So we were, uh, we had our own house. We were ready to rock and roll. It was, I, I, it was fair game. We were trying to have, um, our, our first child. So mm-hmm. it was like, uh, she, she walked in, I remember her walking into my office, and she was just like emotional, not emotional, where to the point where you can see tears coming down her eyes. She was like, she had like watery eyes and a little frantic. And she's like, "Jim," I'm like, "Yes." And I remember like turning over, actually at this desk right here. I remember turning over right to her. I'm like, "Yes." She's like, um, "I just took the the the, the at home test and and, and it confirmed that I'm pregnant." And I remember jump. I jumped out of my chair. I'm like, "Yes,
0: yes." yes and i remember (laughs) she was
1: poor thing she was so scared um and i remember asking her that i'm I'm like are you excited she just like nodded her head yeah and she started crying i'm like you're scared she's like yeah i'm like it's all right we're gonna go through this together um it's an awesome thing and then obviously we're just like hugged it out for like a half hour i was like overjoyed very emotional uh super pumped up (laughs) And it was just, you know, it was just one of those things that's like, you knew, I knew at that moment, my life was going to change forever mm-hmm. um, yep. in, in, a, in a very good way. Uh, but I, I was just, I, I was just so excited. And it was pretty similar with um, uh, the way we found out with Kate, almost probably almost identical, to be honest. Um, and that was what, like three and a half, four years later. Um mm-hmm. And so kind of like the same thing, you know, super excited and 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 it happened. And it was two boys. And, and and for me, it was like we we had talked about it was different for me because my dad had just had passed away, whatever, like a, a year before that, a year or two before that.
2: Right. So I, I,
1: it was a very emotional thing for me to begin with because I knew my dad wasn't going to meet my kids. Hmm. And so I remember that it was always stuck on me. So I was like mentally working on that. Uh, working through that process out myself in my mind. Um, and so I, you know I got in a you know obviously a good space. and so I was just overjoyed. We had two boys and um, you know and I think things like, yeah, we're gonna carry you know the last name. Um, and wow, w- w- what a thrill. I mean it's been an absolute joy ride um, ever since. It's just been and it's true. your life is never the same. I, I mm-hmm. personally in my experience is for the better. Um, and, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, you know, it's something that you can't even describe. Yeah. I heard some, I heard someone the other day said, I fell in love with the, you know, uh, I fell in love with my wife and it was like, both of us were on this same frequency and, um, and we're two separate creations. And together when we had a child, we made a creation of our own. And the way it was it was so simply said but for some reason it struck me as it's so amazing (laughs) it was just yeah like you we made our own version it was both of us combined um obviously um so yeah i mean so so we'll switch we'll, we'll jump right into the next kind of transition phase um you know you have your child now what were some of the, or maybe before that, were there any changes, lifestyle changes or things that you guys adjusted uh, to prepare? Do you remember? Um, so for
2: me, it was like, so I had a little affinity, like a small car, a little four-door, like sedan. And I'm like, dude, there's no car seat. is really going to fit in the back seat. Yeah. So I remember buying like a, a small SUV, like on the CRV. Like going to that, that was something that's like, I'm like, this isn't my taste of a car, but I, I am having a family. So I got to get the family ride. And, yeah. um, I just remember getting that car and I was like, all right, it's, it's cool whatever. And I was super pumped up about it because of the reason why I got it.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. So like, that was like one adjustment for me. It was like, I had, I had a fight. I forced myself to get a, a car just to fit the family. And then I just remember, like, um, obviously, the, the first few days while the baby's born, they're in the hospital for, like, two, three days or whatever. I just remember the day they're like, yeah, you guys can take her home. I'm like, all right. So, we go downstairs, I pull the car up around front, and, like, the nurses come down with you, and they, like, help you strap the the, the car seat in and, and whatever. So, while you're in the hospital, you have, you're having all kinds of assistance. Like, nurses and stuff like that so they're kind of helping me out doing everything whatever yeah so we get i leave the hospital baby's in the the car and i'm driving and i'm driving away i'm like holy smokes like this is my responsibility from here on out like a hundred (laughs) percent and you're driving so cautiously home i'm like yeah and there's like (laughs) a couple like little highways I had to go on like but i'm like Oh my gosh, you know, like something happened. Like now I'm like overanalyzing stuff. Like while, while yeah. I'm driving. It was like almost a complete panic on the ride home.
0: Yeah. Was, yeah. I'm
2: like, dude, I'm responsible for this like little human being now. Like it's it was just like <laughs> so crazy. And then I just remember coming home and um I had two dogs. And like the day before, the day before I, I kind of had thought she was gonna come home, I grabbed the blanket that Avo had while she was at the house. So I, and I brought it home and I gave it to the dogs so they can smell her like scent or... Mm. So something obviously should be something that changes in the house, but that way they can adjust to like the new person in the household. So when I came home, I was holding the, um, holding the car seat in my hand and the dogs came up and I kind of gently put the car seat down. Dude, and they smelled her, they sniffed everything about her or whatever. And then they were just kind of excited and just like walked away. <laughs> all right, well that worked. And um yeah, so just like that, like those adjustments like changing like like I like I said, I was always into like sports cars and stuff, I had to get the family vehicle and now all of a sudden it's not just about me anymore. Or yeah. you know what I mean, now it's like now I have to like worry about this, this child. So and then obviously in the house you had those adjustments with like making doing the baby room, painting the colours that you want, like it's still a, a newborn, so, but you still have to make everything in the house, baby-proof, child-proof, or whatever. You go through all that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, those were, like, one of the first few, like, changes at first,
1: bringing from yeah. home. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, obviously, so similar similar things. We, we had to switch up a few things. I, I do remember a, a really fun part um, that we had was uh, setting up the baby, the nursery, setting up his room in our house. Uh, decorating it. And again, like I mentioned earlier, we knew my dad wasn't uh, wasn't around. And so we tried our best. So we had like this little, my dad was um, very into the, uh, the, the cowboy uh, era of things. And uh, so we went for the cowboy theme. Um, and so we, I remember just having, cherishing every moment, even when we were painting the walls to decorating it. I remember just looking at every little thing and just taking it in. I don't know what made me do that. I have it was just a natural thing, um, but I do remember getting in that weird phase where they call—I think they call it nesting—where you're just making sure everything's safe. Um, uh, we we already had like a, a a nice little savings account, but I remember like not spending money on like other things, like luxurious things that I would when it was just me and my wife. we were just like, no, like I want to I want to grow this next egg as big as possible in case something happens or we need it. Um, and it was funny, it just kind of naturally just kicked in for us. Um, Kel's a, a, a hell of a mom and, and still is. And it was just, she was awesome at everything. And she did the whole breastfeeding thing. So that was new. We were the first on uh, Kel's side, um, on my wife's side to have a, a, a kid. Um, and uh, we we're the first boy on my side. So it was fun for both family, you know, because it was just different. <laughs> Um, and so we had new elements and man, we've really, we really, truly enjoyed, um, the whole process. Again, obviously there's like crazy things that happen in between. And, you know, the, like Goose said, it's like, holy smokes, this is your responsibility. And, um, it's the greatest job I've ever had and will ever hold. So, uh, it's, it's, you take pride in it. Um, I don't know how else to describe it, like I said, it's, there's really no true words that can put. Uh, that can define really what the love you have for your child. Um, But, but, you know, with that being said, it it was just, it was an amazing time. Um, It was cool to see the support that we had too. Cause like Goose said, like when you're there in the hospital, you're getting left and right or assistance, assistance left and right. I mean, even from like, you know, the baby latching on to my wife uh, to all the way down to changing diapers and, you know, it's not no, you know, huge scientific, uh, you know, uh, thing to go through, but it's definitely a learning curve. You're just trying to figure it all out and it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, but the support that we had made us feel way more comfortable, um, you know, and 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 when we brought him home, it was just, it was just so cool. Cause everyone was like truly excited for us. I knew not only he was coming home to two love. Uh, you know loving parents but a loving family and a support system and you know you know it takes a village right and that's what we had already mm-hmm. instilled that's what's so dope about our families um is that they're there ready to rock and roll for whatever we need um any assistance and just seeing the joy in the grandparents like my mom and mm-hmm. and kel's parents eyes just seeing that pride and it was just man uh, you take all that stuff in and, and even pictures, even I'm staring at pictures and I'm like, I remember that moment. Uh, cause right. I remember like the thought process and the stuff you're thinking when you're holding this baby, like you created this little person. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean the living situation for us was again, it was the same. We just had got bought our house. Um, we just were settling in. Um, so it was cool because we bought a fixer up or some, We were already having to do all this stuff anyway, so uh, the cool thing was we fixed up enough of the house that we weren't doing construction or breaking any walls down while the baby was home. All that stuff was already done, um, and we could kind of just focus on you know obviously just being a parent, uh, new parents. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, and then from there, you know, adding we we had we had adding to your your family size, we then had Cade. Um, which is super hysterical when we thought we had, quote, figured it out um, as parents. And then all of a sudden, we our, our, our second child, Cade, whose personality and everything he did was complete opposite of what James was. Um, and so it felt like we had a brain, like we're new parents again, um, which was super cool. And uh, like again, I w- we wouldn't trade it for the world. It was just so funny because even though we had a child, we had experience, we were confident. And here comes Cade Totally switching up everything we thought we knew uh, about, you know, obviously taking care of a child and all that stuff. Of course, you get like the basics are always still there, but um, just the personalities and and the switch of that. And James, even James adjusting to having a little brother. He was so good with them. He was was never even really jealous or whatever. He was just like amazed. I think it was because the gap was so was kind of big, well, not that big, but, you know, four, three, three, four years where he was mm-hmm. mature enough to understand what's going on. Um, and he just thought it was the coolest thing, uh, being being a big brother. And he was really good with it. And uh, luckily for me at the time, uh, for the company I worked for, they actually offered a paternity leave. And so I was able to be out, I think I was out for four or five weeks, uh, which was an awesome opportunity for us that we definitely took advantage of um, I was able to be here, not only supporting my family, but helping my wife with the little odds and ends uh, of little stuff. Whereas the first time, um, I know I was, I was only out for two weeks and it was like kind of back to the grind, so to speak, um, with, with Cade were out. And then it was nice. It was a nice adjustment for James too. I think that's what helped it assist his transition and the whole thing. Cause you know, you gotta think he's also going through this too. Um, even though he's only like three or four years old, it's also you know make, uh, you know him having to make adjustments. So me being able to be there those several weeks was crucial, I think, to our success as a family um, and and smooth a much more smooth uh, transition than if, you know if I if I couldn't have been here for that time. Um, but yeah, so so let's just fast forward a little bit and talk about um, you know maybe maybe some of the stuff with being a father and fatherhood and, and talk a little bit about uh, goose, if you will, the role model position now you're in. Right. And that was one thing that kind of, um, you know, I always found myself, I always thought to myself, you know, be a leader and, you know, lead the way and, and pave the way and all these other things. But being, being a, a leader of your home is something that's totally different. I mean, there's aspects that are the same, mm-hmm. but literally all eyes are on you at all times. Um, and they're watching everything you do. So do you remember any, you know, any, you know, experiences or thought process with that? I mean,
2: all I know is like, like I was saying earlier, like I have full responsibility of, of this living human being. And I'm, I'm like any other person, parent or whatever they want. You always want the best for, for your child. You always want to, like, in your mind, I want to buy them the best of this, I want to buy them the best of that. And then you, like, have to step back, and, like, dude, I gotta. I don't want to spoil Brat though. I don't want this. I yeah. don't want. Yeah. So you definitely have to, like, kind of fall back and, like, kinda of, There's, obviously, as an infant, they don't know. There's this, from newborn to, what, like, two years old, they probably don't even understand what's going on as far as that stuff, like, mm. yeah. being spoiled with purchasing of stuff. But I just know, I remember, like, I'm like, dude, whatever I do, Good or bad, it's going to affect this child as it grows yeah. up. Like, you know what I mean? It's going to, it's, I'm a reflection of the child. And then whatever I do is going to, like, affect the child as they get older, when they go to school, like, what I do outside of school, if I, if I, I don't know, if I get into some trouble or whatever, it'll affect the child at school where it goes around. And if the child at school acting up, it's, it's a reflection of me. Like, dude, I'm not taking care of the child at home, Let them do whatever. So I, I was just always, kind of, like, I don't know, trying to trying to raise her, like, obviously, it's, I have a daughter, so I was always trying to raise her, like, give people respect, and, like, and get respect as a female, get respect from a guy, from a boy, whatever, and this sounds so crazy, but, like, I always wanted, I always taught that to her at an early age, as, like, four or five years old, like, and, um... And I wanted her to, like, be able, if, if she was in trouble in a jam or some sort of kind of, because I'm like an introvert, so I hold stuff in. And then when I explode, it's too late and it's a lot. I yeah. always wanted her to kind of, like, if there's something going on, express yourself. Mm. Don't yeah. hold it in. Don't let yeah. it pile up. So, like, even, like I said, even like a little child, like, you you could see them, like, they get kind of frustrated or they're playing, like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Nothing. What's wrong? No, tell me what's wrong. Well, he so-and-so took my toy. Like she I, I didn't want her to be like be like me. Like I would hold it in and not let like just be passive on everything. Um So I kinda would just like, I don't know. It's it's like I said, it just sounds crazy, but as like a little kid I kinda talked to her like a grown person. I didn't like goo goo gaga her like, What did you do today? Well, obviously when she was like three or four, she went to like daycare. I'm like, How was your day? I'm like, no, on the ride home, like, Abe, how how, how, was, how was your day? Yeah. She would answer me or she wouldn't? But, like, later on the road, she would understand that, like, he always asked her, we getting, jump in the car, for whether it's school, whether I picked up from my mom's house, or whatever. Abe, how was your day? Finally, she got to the age where she was answering. It was good. We did this, that, you know. So, to, to this day, now, is 14, and we have, like, like, the best relationship. And, like, communication with me and her, I don't know how it is with anyone else, but with me and her, it's, like, on point. And she yes. knows that, like, if she's doing something wrong, I'm not a physical person, so I'm not gonna like smack her or whatever. I mean, yeah, she's 14, whatever. But like growing up, while she was growing up, I wasn't like a physical person, so like I would just kind of reprimand her in like a verbally. Which sometimes it's probably even worse. Like I'm freaking lecturing her, and she's like, "Oh God." But like I would kind of tell her whatever she did wrong, ask her did she understand, and just like kind of. I don't know. That was like my way of raising her to, to be respectful and and just kind of be kind to people. Like, don't don't be rude, don't whatever. And honestly, like I said, she's fourteen. I feel like she's like everything that I wanted, everything that I tried to raise. Everything I. That's how she was. Like, um, even when she was playing soccer, she played soccer from four to like she was nine years old. And then when she went from nine to ten, she moved up to the next level. And the kids were super physical. You're playing soccer. You're physical. Like, she didn't like it. She liked the physical thing. Like, not one bit.
1: Yeah.
2: I made her finish off that year. I'm like, all right, now let's find something else that you like. So we just always kept her busy. And um, that's like, I just never had, like, let her have her own downtime where they can figure, like, they can get into, like, mischief. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? I always just found, always kept her busy and always found something for her to do or whatever, whether it was keeping her room or whatever, extra work, extra, like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. Like
1: as far as trying to like raise a little girl into like a woman. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And then I guess for us, it's very similar, um, uh, with the aspect of, you know, uh, being a leader of your own family, of your own little tribe, um, You got to set the tone you're the role model they're watching you all eyes on you and you know initially like you feel that pressure in a weird way um and then you quickly adjust and you embrace it and it becomes a thing of pride actually um and you become something way better well Mm -hmm. i believe i became something way better way better version of myself um and much more calm person uh, very i was super hyperactive um you know uh just high levels of energy now when you had the kid uh, uh, my two boys i think they not that they take the energy away from you it's i uh, you readjust where you're putting your energy at and i want to pu- i want to take every ounce of downtime and then in, and, and invest it into their little lives so and i still do this to this day i mean right before the podcast i'm staring at the time to the exact minute until i have to come into my office to record the podcast. We're just outside playing baseball, riding the power wheels, skimming the pool, just everything together, telling them, constantly telling them I love. That was a big thing, being very verbal with telling them I love you. I want Mm -hmm. them and they know they can feel it. Everyone who's come to our house, you can feel the love in our house. Um, But, you know, that doesn't mean that we're easy on our kids. Right. And so very stern. Uh, and, and, and I believe that sets the tone because, um, you know, there's there's we have to I believe in my family, in my tribe, there has to be some level of order here, um, but in a very loving way. But I constantly tell them, I love you. I love you, buddy. I love you. buddy. And they say it back. I'm not asking them, but they just because they feel it. And that was one thing I wanted to constantly remind them that they're loved. And I love that you said the kindness things before school or dropping James off at school. Um, I always say be kind, um, because I think that's a very special thing, obviously. And I said, make sure, and same thing, make sure you're respected and make sure you respect uh, other people, their space, obviously your elders and your teachers. Um, But when it comes to teaching them things, my approach is always explaining to the the smallest granularity of any topic slash subject. I can possibly do to, you know, my ability, I want them to understand. I want them to ask questions. Um, I want them to be curious. I want them. I, just, I, I want, I have the open door concept. You can ask me whatever you want, whatever it is. I want to have that, that, that channel of communication with my boys. Um, and we do thank God. Uh, but I talk about it all the time. And and I remember there's just one day I remember I, I felt like, um, <clears throat> I don't know, they might they have ate like a piece of candy or something. They were just very all over the place. Super high <laughs> energy, blah, blah, blah. And I don't really truly like to, you know, damper that, you know, their boys are going to jump off the couch. Blah, blah, blah. I want them to be safe and whatever. But I felt like for whatever reason, at one time I kept saying, stop, guys, stop. Someone's going to get hurt. Stop, stop, guys, stop. And I like, I annoyed myself. And I remember thinking like, all right, I got to switch up my approach because clearly it's not working. Regardless if it was the sugar or not, it's not working. And I remember sitting both of them down, and mind you, one was two at the time, the other six at the time. So Mm -hmm. I was very basic, but I I just wanted them to know, guys, I I don't want this to come across like we're saying stuff to you or um, not reprimanding you but trying to discipline you Mm -hmm. because – we like to it's we're doing it because we love you we are we don't want you to get hurt. We want the best for you. And I told, ta- I remember telling James, dude, I might not come off. It might not come off the right way or it might not come off to, you know, whatever, to your, you know, liking all the time, but understand what I'm saying and how I'm doing it. Both me and your mother love you. We're doing it out of love because we care for you. Um, if we di- I felt like if we don't say anything is that we don't care for you. <laughs> um, yeah. and so, you know, And again that pressure changed right when you're saying goose you're saying when you're taking eva home and my god you have that it's up it's my responsibility it and it not not that that goes away but it adjusts on what is and so it's like these two kids of mine are citizens of this world and i want them to be uh respectable citizens Um, I want them to be proud of themselves, and so like in the middle of that, you got to start young. You got to have these conversations young, just so that when when they're older, they know this is a normal conversation between us, Mm -hmm. between their parents. This isn't like an awkward thing. Now it's we talk about everything under the sun, whatever they want. We watch sports together. Um, we do coloring or whatever, whatever shows little shows that they, you know, little cartoon stuff that they want to watch, whatever things that interest them. We encourage that. We go out and do activities that surround that. Um, Yeah, we're going to have our likings like, oh, yeah, we like the Phillies over here and the Eagles over here. But you guys know as much as anyone else, James likes literally every team. He he likes individual Mm -hmm. athletes. And so, you know, we've gotten, you know, flack for, you know, James wearing a jersey that's not anything Philadelphia. But he stands his ground. I told him, look, this is is a great learning lesson. Be Mm -hmm. sure that you can have the ability to hold your ground say why you like it. They don't have to like it, but it was a great, he taught me so many things. They taught me, I felt like, more than I'm teaching them about just life in general and what a cool way to approach a a child teaching you so much Um, because we look at parenting as like us telling them what to do and how to live life and us like vomiting our thought process on top of them, which is like awful if you actually think about that, but um, you want them to also develop. And so throwing out those ideas and, and throwing out the, the little lessons, you also in my opinion, needs to be interactive in a way because to get that feedback, I think both of us or all of us can grow um, together because I don't obviously don't have all the answers. So it's nice to see that he feels comfortable enough to explain certain things. Like I said, I feel like I've learned more you know as a person being a parent than him probably as a child.
2: Yeah, and then you want them to be their own person. You want them to discover yeah. themselves. You want them to kind of. You don't want to force them to be like. I know, growing up, like, couple parents, kids that I grew up with, their parents want them to be like the best baseball player, and they swore they were going to be an MLB. And they yeah. drilled it, drilled it, drilled it, drilled it so much it was like they didn't want to play baseball anymore. And like, yeah. it's you. You want them to figure out what they like, and once they find that out. You help them master. You push them. You you got there, there's like Ava. Ava rides horses. She's an equestrian. I've never ridden a horse in my life, but that's what she likes. I figure out. And I have to do my homework and try to help her find like the best place where they have lessons at and whatever and and just support her in everything. That's and that's just what it is. And that's her thing. That's her niche. And you just help her master that. Like it's it's like most. I don't know. You you just want to help them be them as a person because every child is different. Like I only have one, so it's it's easier for for me to put a lot of attention on one. But you have two. Heck has five. Heck has to spread yeah. it out. Like one likes to dance, the other one likes to do. You know what I mean? Like is an artist. The other one, so he has to spread himself out and like kind of figure it out. But like you want them to be their individual selves. You don't want you don't want to force them to be
1: something you want them to be. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. And it, it's interesting. What one of the things you said that you know. The, by the numbers another thing that you know getting into the conversation with james is now showing him like your little brother is looking up to you so the stuff that yeah. you're doing he's going to mimic exactly to the point now kate is literally re- re- repeating things that james is saying um and so you know i try to bring that to his uh awareness to say like, hey look you got another you got a little person watching you so um just understand that uh, it might seem like that we're harder on you or whatever. You have to understand that there's an age gap. So some of the stuff that I'm going to be saying to you, cause then James got into the thing. Well, well, you don't say X, Y, and Z to him. I'm like, I do just in a different manner. Yeah. Um, there's no favoritism here. It's, he's not there yet. So you have to gauge and, and it took him a while to understand that, but I think he now figured it out. You know, the way, how we talk to him is going to be a little bit different just because his understanding's, uh, 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 a lot higher. Um, and so even him being, you know, a little role model or a little leader, um, in our house. And, and that, and that's what I want. And yeah. You want them to have their own opinion. You want them to have their own little personalities, which they will have. Um, but yeah, you want to, you want to encourage it. You want to nurture that. Um, that I, I believe that's part of being a person and developing a very strong person for the future, um, mm-hmm. that they can stand on their own two feet and believe in themselves. I think that's, that's developing belief in a person's confidence in the person's psyche um, that, wow, look at my foundation. My parents literally supported everything I did. And I said, I was like, whatever, and this is one thing I said, I don't care. Whatever it is that you do, um, just be the best at it, or at least strive to be the best. Um, um, it's not a competitive thing, but it's more so to become the best version of yourself in whatever that element is. Um, and yeah, dude, I agree with the sports thing. If you're not going to finish, you know, if it's not for them, let's finish the season out, rock mm-hmm. out with it. And then we'll move on to whatever else. Um, sports is a very easy thing to, um, manage and talk about because it's a very basic thing, but that can go for, uh, an instrument that they want to play, um, another craft or, or activity that they want to partake in support. Your kids support them if you can, obviously do the best that you can. Um, but I, I'm a firm believer in that again, that's sharpening and honing in their skills, and also give them that experience. But, like, what is sports like?
2: Yeah, like they don't know if they even like it or not unless they even try it because they even did gymnastics, she did lacrosse, she did yeah. like, she ran track, but like she's done everything and fit like kind of like, yeah, nah, I don't like this, nah, but I tried it, so I know I can't, I, I can say I don't like it. She could say she don't like it because she's tried it. But, you know what I mean? Unless they try like, and I just let her find her niche. And then, yeah, and then that's it. Like, freaking, let, let her find, let them find a niche and let them, and help them master it. If you, And you can sense if a child's good at what they're going to do. You can sense, sure. like, if, like, right now we all know James is, like, he's am- amazing at baseball. Like, he's, he's the smallest in his, on his team. Like seven years old, and this kid's like one of the top leaders on the team. Though, like you could tell, that's his passion. He's good at it, so it makes yeah. you even more want to like support him even more and like yeah. give him that more of a like. There's not, I mean, like like Ava. She would play basketball, and I can see her playing basketball. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's her. I'll support her and push yeah, yeah, it yeah. To her through. But like in my mind, I don't want her to get disappointed later on the road where she realizes like, I want I want to join a team and she gets cut. Yeah, you know I mean, you still got you got to kind of try to balance that out. Like, tell them, yeah, you got to practice more or whatever, and trying to guide them in the most positive way of they're they're really <laughs> they're really not that good at it, but and find something that they're really good at, which is kind of yeah. too.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, and I also think just being multifaceted, just not just sports and not just an instrument, doing a little bit of. Everything. Their their brains are they're, they're they're absorbing everything when they're small. I mean, that's one of the biggest recommendations I can ever give is try multiple things, activities mm-hmm. with them. Again, you never know, um, you know, what they could potentially be good at or what their liking is. If you know, if they don't get that exposure, um, and again, you know, a lot of the stuff you you'll have the ability to cross off the list because it's just not going to be their thing. Um, but at least you tried it we say it all the time with food right at least try it right with a, a baby sees or a kid sees like something on their plate that they're not too hyped up about or fond of like, no i don't want that i'm like all right i'm not going to make you eat it but can you at least try it you mm-hmm. just never know but and we've all surprised each other with stuff like that with foods yeah um and i tell like i said like i tell james all the time like, do your your taste buds are going to change every so often so you never yeah. know um that's just the same with other activities maybe you might not like it now but maybe further down the road it might be something we want to look into so always keep the doors open never not not locked in uh to one little thing for a three-year-old you know what i'm saying like uh, it's 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 just giving them that exposure and support And just be there um and and just you know showing that support going to the events is a whole other thing right Mm -hmm. (laughs) showing up um and taking Mm -hmm. them there and it's going to be crazy packing the bags and getting the uniforms or whatever it is uh, every morning, complete madness. But then, you know, they know you're there for, you're their support system. Right. Mm-hmm. And they can count on you. And I think that's the biggest thing. And that's, that's what I want my boys to know, that they can count on me. They can rely on me. I'm always here for them, regardless, whether whether it's them, they want to talk or they need, you know, a few bucks for something or whatever it is. I want them to have the ability to at least come to me. Right. Um, and maybe their first, at least one of their first source, if it's not their mother. Um, and so I, I think it's, it's, it's a unique, uh, life. I think it's fun. I think it's honestly the best thing that's ever happened to me. Again, they saw it softened me up in a very, very good way. Um, maybe look at things totally different, turn me into a beast, uh, with other things. Um, and yeah, man, it's just the, the perspective and the spin you get on life. A total talk about paradigm shift. You get a total paradigm shift when, when you become a parent. And so, embrace that. Fall in love with that. Um, yeah, it's not going to be you know whatever cherries and flowers uh, every single day. But it's the majority of it. I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think it's 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 awesome. I'm so happy. I'm so very thankful and grateful that I have a father. So happy and very grateful for uh, my wife and my 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 boys' mother, and uh, I think we're doing a great job. And I think there's obviously a lot of room for us to grow, um, but there's there's our future is very bright with the boys. I think their futures are very bright. I look forward to it. Like I said, every day I try to squeeze out as much as possible uh, quality time with them. Um, you know, always thinking ahead on events planning. Uh, planning for events on things we can do with them just to see, just to see the joy out of their faces is one of the, it's so much fun. And one is something that's just as cool. And sometimes even cooler is watching the joy on the grandmother or grandfather's face. Just mm-hmm. they take all that in. They just see the little version of you inside this little grandbaby, Um And they're just, it's just love at its most purest form. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. what
2: as you were saying, I'm like, Everything that I just said earlier about like raising a child. Now, Ava's fourteen. She's gonna be fifteen. She's going into high school, so now I feel like the test comes.
1: Yeah, like this is where
2: I'm gonna be tested, or she's gonna be tested with a lot of stuff. Like now, this is like she's going to like a an, an age bracket where life changing things happen. Yeah, so sure. if 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 <laughs> I felt like I, if I did what I what I wanted to do from the time she was born to now, she'll. She'll just keep keep her head up and just stay out of like out of just dis- out of trouble or out of distractions, out of like the side part distractions. And she'll keep doing what what I kind of help guide her to do, you know, like stay yeah, cool, you focused, stay the- whatever. So right now, like I feel like coming up for me now, speaking on the future, like. Dude, I hope everything that I still learned in the past 14 years works out from here on out because now she's she's a young lady, so she can make some of her decisions. Not all, but she now she's old enough to make some some of her own decisions. And, like, some are, she's, she's going to be in ninth grade. In the next few years, she's going to decide on what college she's going to go to school for. Those are life-changing decisions. So, like, sure. now she has to... So, hopefully, everything we've instilled in her in the past 14 years worked out and hopefully she grasped it all for the, the positive for the better for her better lifestyle better everything for her so like now the, now for me there's like the ultimate test is coming in the next like four or five years
1: yeah yeah no so for they, sure there's obviously what there. what product yeah. is coming out of what i just did correct yeah and then after that after college and then the, the, everything you learn from there and it's just then whenever she finds a significant other yeah. and what that looks yeah career-wise it, you know, yeah, all yeah. that, every, every level, there's going to be the new challenges, of course. But yeah, no, I, I, I agree 100%. Like preparing them for the next level, that's what we're doing now, right? We're planting mm-hmm. those seeds. Um, you know, and then that's my biggest recommendation get in their ear, make sure you're having those conversations. You know, in, in, in these, those like the high school years, I know one of the biggest things is your surroundings, your friends, yeah. and the groups of people, friends. Uh, that you hang out with can can really shift uh, your experience whatever that is Um, and so it's very important to surround yourselves with uh, you know like-minded people um, that's going to push you to the next level and I know me growing up man I couldn't have asked for a better group of kids What a bunch of good kids when I look at it now um, everyone was on a mission uh, to not only get good grades but to be in honors and to be make varsity team, make, do, you know, be the best that we could possibly be and, and go to the college of our choice with, and we did. And I'm like, wow, what, what, what an amazing thing. And I I would, I, I wish that uh, all, all my boys. And, and so I know that's like a huge thing. Each level you go to you try to like recall in your life, what your parents said to you and and also then mix it with your experience, right? Because times change. And there's certain advice that won't necessarily work uh, in a whole new uh, era or, or generation, right? And, and there's very tricky things we get into with cell phones and all this new technology. And we didn't have the Facebooks and the, the, the Instagrams or YouTubes of the world when we were growing. We didn't have any of that. Um, one of our favorite country singers has, a, has, a, <laughs> has a, a famous song that just made me think of that. He's said, you know, and one of the lines of the chorus is, it was. I, I bet it was easy to break up in the '90s because it's you know mm-hmm. so le- more way more simple, right? And so things have you know got a little bit complicated um, compared to what we were used to. But these kids are growing up with this stuff, and they're kind of in their minds like, yeah, this is normal everyday life. So uh, just keeping everything on the positive end with that. And Goose, like you said, just every level. Is going to be a challenge and just making those proper adjustments. Yeah, look, hey, listen, advice, new father out there you're not going to make or say all the right things all the time. So swipe that out. But if you're doing your best and your intentions are right um, and your intentions are good, um, you're going to be okay. Um, Like I said, just find that support system. Get that support system around your kid, around your family, um, and, and somehow, some way you figure it out and things work out. Yeah, stay in contact with the kid all the time. Like, it yeah. even school. She's
2: done school already, and I'm at work, and I call her multiple times a day. What are you doing now? Where are you at? Yeah. What are you doing? Just stay in check. Like, I don't want her to know. Like, I don't, I don't want her to think that she can get away with things. Whether she's not, she's doing anything right or wrong. I guess she's doing anything right. wrong. She's. But I'm just saying, like, I want her to know that. Yeah, don't don't that don't presence. try to be sneaky because yeah. I'm gonna find out or whatever. Or I'm gonna I'm on you so. I just try to be consistent with, with just staying on top of her.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's, yeah, keeping them in alignment, keeping them in yeah. check. Again, we go back to like, yes, you want them to live their lives. You don't want to be the quote helicopter parent. You don't want to be no, um yeah. just overbearing and just like, you know, just you know, suffocating them with your rules and suffocating them with your, your ideologies is just over the top because that eventually pushes them away. Again, I think it's very important to have uh order and structure and, and explain things to them and protect them from, you know, the bad things in this world, but I also, I think we definitely need to keep that little space, uh, respect their space, respect their, you know, their little lives at the same time. It's very important for them to get that respect. A lot of times, um, you know, you see, you know, just overstepping of boundaries and it gets kind Mm -hmm. of sticky with that stuff. Um, But yeah, I, you know, staying in communication with your kids is obviously probably up there in the top five, right? I mean, you gotta you know, keep them in alignment, again, keep them in check in a very loving way. And again, I think if your intentions are good and, and, and you're really mm-hmm. trying to be the best, I think that that'll come off and they'll understand that. And then they in return want to make you proud. I remember that I had that feeling with my parents. I'm like, dang, my mom said this for a reason. I remember all those lessons playing in my head. Or if I got myself into a jam, I just hear my mom or my dad saying something. I'm like, God, they told me, and I'm still in this, you know, crazy proposition here. Um, but anyway, it, and they're absorbing it, right? They're, you know, whether it, you know they actually process it or utilize it years down the road, but uh, eventually, it's going to stick.
2: Yeah, and also, like, so going like up to a like obviously Ava, Ava and her mother and I, we're not, t- well, obviously we're not together. So the co-parenting is like a huge thing. So like yeah, it's so it's we, we want to make that. sure that, that she doesn't think that she can get away with something in my house and then go to her mom's house and get it away- with. And like, so we, we just try to like, we all have to work as a team and make sure, make sure that, that we're, we're, we're doing a good job as, as far as co-parenting that we're all on the same page and that like that she she can't get away with something at her mom's house and they let them pass because Ava's done stuff at her mom's house, not whatever disobeying and I grounded her at that house. So like it's 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 all about like you know, yeah you're at you're at you're at another household under someone else's roof but you can't get away like those are still my rules whether they're in my house Mm. or or your mom's house or whatever all rules still apply no matter where you go
0: so constant communication amongst each other too yeah so
2: so we all do like a good job as far as like me and lauren we we hold the rules down at the house and then ava's mom and and her husband mike we all so it's like four of us yeah we gather we get together and really we kind of just stick to our rules. We stick to the same thing. Like she we all had the same concepts, same ideas, same keep, like what it was doing right or wrong. We we just worked together. So we're all on the same page. Keep it consistent
0: across both households.
2: For sure, yeah, that exactly. Stay consistent. So like I said, she was at her mom's house, she kinda got out of line. It was something that I wouldn't let her do here. Yeah. She was at her mom's house and did it and I still ground her at her mother's house. Mm. And Same thing, like your cell phone, dude. You're 14. Like you, we can take that away. Like that's all that stuff. She she has to realize what she has. Certain things that she has is a privilege, not just necessity, like a phone. Like so, that's like yeah, that's just a huge part. Like co-parenting, it's it's tough. It's definitely not the easiest thing, but if you can, if you can guys get on the same page, that's it. Makes it so much easier for the child, like to understand stuff and child know they can't get away with anything. On either household, so hmm. that's that's uh that's a whole other level of of trying,
1: sure. <laughs> trying to work out. But yeah, we all we, we try to master it all. Yeah. yeah, I think you brought up a great point too about boundaries, right? Um, just make sure you have boundaries set in place, regardless of where they are. It can it could even yeah. be amongst your significant other and you know the 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 other parent or you know, uh, even grandparents or, or brothers and sisters or their uncles and aunts, whatever it is, sometimes, you know, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm going to go over to my aunt's house my uncle's house and get away with X, Y, and Z, right? And so the aunt and uncle, they need to know that, you know, who's the parent here, you know, you want to be yeah. the cool aunt and uncle or you want to be the cool grandparents, let them get away with X, Y, and Z. But you also have to respect the boundaries um on who's the actual parent because, um that also cannot be so very healthy if if it gets out of line um, yeah and 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 also setting the expectations, right um, you know regardless of how involved you are in your child's life, you know you can't not say you know for the first half of their life not make anything of X, y, and Z and then all of a sudden you're super hard on them um, and that expectation they're gonna look at you like what in the world was that? Mm-hmm. what kind of transition um, was that And so I just think, Communication is key on both. Whether it's setting boundaries, uh, setting expectations for everyone you know involved in the, the the child's life, and and to be honest with you, a lot of that stuff's based off your action as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you treat their mother? How do you treat their father? Right? Because they're mm-hmm. watching. Like, oh yeah, you're telling me to respect women, and and you don't, right? Or you tell me to respect men or respect my elders and you don't, right? And they're watching them. So it's like you can't be contradictory in what you're saying either because they're watching yeah. what you're doing. Um, yeah. And so that's very important for your actions to also meet what you're preaching to them. Um, yeah, and I guess to, to, to you know, obviously, guys, we don't, we're not nailing every single thing. And maybe our opinion might differ from yours. Um, this is just, you know, a brief you know, little thing of our entire lives, right? This is like a tiny Mm -hmm. baby snippet. Um, And so, of course, there's topics that we could hit or we can expand on, but we just kind of want to give you, you know, a brief uh, kind of overview on the very basic things of, you know, us being fathers, right? Um, But to transition, one of the last questions, news for you is, how do you like spending Father's Day? So, honestly, I don't, I really don't expect, like, a lot, like,
2: to be pampered or whatever. I just love just waking up, just kind of being, like, Ava's with us that, that day. So just kind of just being around Ava. And I see like, me, I'm a child. Unfortunately, my father's not here, so I go and pay my respects to, to where he's at. Or, the, the tombstone, the grave where he's at. Um, but, like, I just, I don't know, just kind of relax. And it's like, I don't it's not all about like the gifts and the stuff like that. It's, it's more like, like Ava's 14, but when she was like five, she was just like draw, like write you lo- like letters, father's Day letters, like dad, the creativity of the craft stuff they will make. Like that's, that's like, and then they write what they think, how they feel like best dad in the world. Like that's yeah. their fault. That's how they, they re- and they're looking at you. Like that's, they're telling you the truth. Cause that's like, and they're, that's, the only thing they know, so, yeah, like, just, like, stuff like that. But now that Ava's getting older, it's, like, more of, like, spending that quality time where, like, and then hanging out with, like, my brothers, they're all fathers, and we just kind of just chill out, and, like, just, we have, like, family dinners, smoke cigars, that's what we like to do, and just kind of, like, get together and, like, especially us three, me, Jim, and heck, we sit back, and, like, the kids are all running, it depends on where we're at, like, my mom's house, so, she has a nice size yard. All the kids are running around the backyard. We're like, dude, you, this is what all them out there running around. That's who made us fathers. Like, it's yes. like, it's awesome to sit back and, like, you look at each child, each individual one, they're all different in their own unique ways. And it's like, dude, it's so mind blowing. It's crazy. But yeah. yeah, and that's honestly, I just spend the Father's Day, I just like keep it simple. Just for me, it's really about family and, like, just kind of spending time with my daughter. Like, that's, that's really. I
1: don't expect anything really. Just that the time, time spent. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty much the same way. Nice, chill, laid back. As long as I'm with my boys, um, and like I said, spending quality time. Um, obviously, with my wife and my brothers and my mom, just family, just high quality family time. Laid back, appreciating, thanking God for the life that we live. Because honestly, it's a truly truly, truly is a a blessing. And honestly, a time to reflect for me, uh, as you said, you know, our father's not here. And just to think about all the lessons he taught us. And I laugh all the time Mm that, you know, he would crack up at X, Y, and Z if one of the kids or one of the boys would say or do something specific or reminded me of him. And I feel like, you know, universe works in funny ways like that, that they do and say things that just remind you of that special person, in our case, be our father um and so you know just again just a time of gratitude and just you know I have a smile from ear to ear man these boys made me a father it's just wow and again obviously the ultimate love and respect to my wife who um you know put me in that position if it wasn't for her if it wasn't for our relationship our marriage our love for one another I couldn't have that right and so it's like I always say, he's like, man. When I think back on the opposite from Mother's Day, I say, you know, thank my mom um, for for giving me uh, for bringing me, uh, giving me life, uh, right, and, and being here. And then I thank my wife for giving me life again, right, for giving me my two sons. And and it's just a, it's an amazing thing, man. We're truly blessed. There's nothing else to say. It's just enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoyed your Father's Day. You guys, all you fathers out there, embrace it. Love it. Be grateful for it. Uh, we're truly blessed, man. Goose, you have any parting words?
2: No, I was just saying, like, for me, as a father, I'm just, like, just so grateful. Just grateful to experience it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I love it. I'm glad I I have, I'm able to experience
1: it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just grateful for, for, for my, yes.
2: my awesome kid. That's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a joy watching you guys raise your kids. It's a joy, you know, watching my other family members and uh, friends of mine raise their children. It's just so cool. What a blessing. And, and yeah, truly grateful Be it's something so special. Um, so there you have it. Um, that's our take, Dad's Life, Father's Day edition. We'd like to wrap things up with quotes in the first one by Bartran Hubbard. I've had a hard life, but my hardships are nothing against the hardships that my father went through in order to get me to where I started. Awesome. Uh, That reminds me of a famous quote, standing on the shoulders of giants. It's a great quote. Um, The second one by Clarence Buddington Kellen. He didn't tell me how to live, he lived and let me watch him do it. Dad Life, Father's Day edition. In this episode, the crew discusses fatherhood, family, advice for new fathers, Father's Day, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Clarence Buddington-Kellen and Bartran Hubbard.
0: Awesome.